0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Private Club Radio. Whether you're a seasoned club professional or brand new to the industry, this is where we go over any and all things private club related, golf club, country club, city club, yacht club, athletic club, all the clubs. I'm your host, Denny Corby. Welcome back. In this episode, I'm talking with a friend of mine, Derek Susner, and he is a sports branding Experts. They help organizations in the sports world rethink their brand to conquer the hearts, minds, and markets of their audience. And something that's been coming up in some talks recently that I've had with friends, colleagues, and other people is the difference between marketing and branding. And I really enjoy the work that Derek does and puts out. So I wanted to talk with him about it, about what the difference is between marketing and branding from a private club perspective. And also from the sports world perspective, branding isn't marketing, marketing isn't branding and a brand is essential in a club because that's why hopefully people join our clubs is for the brand. I got connected to Derek through a friend of ours, Sean Blyle. And I remember first he showed me the work that they did with Lemon Bay. And I went on, he was sending me some links and the work that Susner did is really cool. There's actually a case study on their site, but that's what originally got me excited to talk about this on the show So, I was trying to figure out who do I want to talk about this with and who none other than a sports branding expert. So this is just a fun conversation I have with my friend Derek Susner from Seussner.com. So let's dive into the difference between marketing and branding with our friend Derek Susner. So give me like the 30,000 foot view, who you are, where you came from, what gets you
1: excited? Golf and sunshine are what get me excited. Sussner is a branding firm. The 30,000 view is we help organizations primarily in the sports world in some way, shape, or form with their brand. We break it down into three components. We help them communicate who they are, what they do, what they stand for. We help them differentiate so they stand out from the competition or anyone who's buying for their customers' attention. We help make sure that what they're doing is attractive. We want them to be attractive, to stand out, to be engaging to that target audience. So that, that their brand is being represented in the right way for the right people. And branding is not marketing, correct? Correct. Branding is not marketing, it's not advertising, and it's not your logo. Branding is not a logo. Or it's not just what? your logo. Your, your brand is not your logo. Contrary to popular beliefs. So many. It's part of it. I like to say that your brand isn't one thing. It's a hundred things. Your brand is really your reputation. Your brand is how people think about you. It's the gut feeling people get when they talk to you, meet you, interact with you, do business with you. It's the overall way people describe the experience of your organization, your business, your club. And branding is the act of proactively and intentionally crafting that perception in a way that will be most beneficial and hopefully authentic to you. How long did it- <laughs> I'm asking
0: because, you know, uh, I I just, I'm fascinated by by all of that. And uh, it's just been popping up in my social media thing too. It's like, you know, a uh, social media post is not branding. Like it's, you know, it's it's a whole, whole thing. So I was just seeing... Uh, you know, how you come up.
1: We're continuing to come up with the answer. It's an evergreen, evolving basic of branding is creating the face, the voice, the personality, the identity. Branding is the act of putting together that identity that represents the club, the person, the organization. Marketing is the act of communicating the messages that you develop. It's the act of trying to gain The attention specifically of the audience that you're trying to talk with. So they're a little bit different. And one comes before the other. I would make the case that marketing, which is absolutely effective if you're posting on social media, if you're telling your story, if you are spreading the word and creating awareness of what you do, promoting who you are, promoting what you do, the branding is where you land on the logo, the messaging, the value proposition, the language that actually differentiates you from all those other voices that are out there, in whatever social media, What's, radio. So et
0: I know you're newer to you know clubs and, and doing more, but uh, what, are, what have been some of the thing that you've seen or noticed coming into the club space and more of the golf? Is there a difference between other you know organizations, other groups, other sports you've seen?
1: When it comes to the other side of what other businesses say, sporting goods organizations, they tend to be very retail customer-minded. So they're thinking in terms of the product that they're putting into a customer's hands and trying to convert that purchase. So the approach in the industry, people refer to B2B clients versus B2C clients, people that are working for other businesses or people that are working for other customers, consumers, For us, the process is the same. It's a nuance in understanding who it is that you're talking to and what the people that you're talking to want. But the process is the same, the steps are the same, and the problems are generally the same. Clubs are interesting. Sporting goods companies are trying to sell more product. They're trying to get their product to the right people. They're trying to convert sales. A lot of the clubs that we've been talking to recently are healthy. They're full. They have a healthy waiting list. And the couple that aren't full Or have no concerns about filling that waiting list because there are people in their industry or in their market looking to join a club. And so many of the other clubs are full. They're like, there's no problem uh, converting the customers. Their challenge is about, one, elevating the experience for the members and telling the story that's going to help that club attract right fit members, especially as they start looking to the next 10 years or so. Most of the clubs that we talk to, when you say "What's your story? What are what is your club about?" they go straight to their history and they tell you how old they are, maybe who the course designer was. If it's a golf club, they tell you all kinds of facts, but very rarely do they get to cultural, like what we are, who, we, what the spirit of this place is, and why you should join. How can you tell if
0: your club is a good brand or not? Which maybe you can like attest to, you know, like what separates a really good club brand from a really you know, maybe average to a sub-average club brand? Or is there a brand that you think does it really, really well?
1: There's sort of like a telephone chain test. Um, I guess I'm dating myself with the a little bit of the can and the string and to tell somebody what they think. But when you... Ask somebody else or survey like for clubs that we work with, one of the things that we'll do is survey a certain amount of people and ask them what do you you know what do you think about this club? What do they stand for? What are they about? And it's interesting to see if there's a disconnect or if they come back with the truth or something that's close. The way that members, if a club doesn't take the time to say, our story is about X, y, and Z and this is what we're for, this is what this is who we're for. If they don't do that intentionally, the members will do it on their own because they have they're emotionally and financially invested when they're telling their friends, their colleagues that either aren't members or are members of other clubs because they're proud of their club. If you start to see disparate, separate, uncohesive stories across those storylines, that would be a red flag towards a red brand. We talk with clubs that have that will self-admittedly say we have a fractured membership. We have some members who believe that this club is heading in this very certain direction and we have other members that believe we should be doing something different. So when you say there's a misalignment in what the members want, what the members expect, or what the members are there for, that usually points to me, that lack of unification, then there's an opportunity to refine, refresh that brand to help bring them all together. What are
0: some of the first steps to building up your existing brand? So, you know, you know I'm xyz club maybe my branding isn't 100 on point is there anything i can do you know just as like a on like a small micro level to
1: just start enhancing that and making that more of a priority make the first thing that anybody could do and this isn't just for a club but for any business at all would be to get clarity on who you are some organizations define themselves by how other people define themselves and that can get to be a tricky and sometimes dangerous thing in having expectations of us that are what we expect for ourselves. So one is to define who you are and what you are all about as an organization. That can be as simple as getting a team of people in a room and hashing it out with a whiteboard and getting some clarity on it. The second thing is to get clarity on Where the clubs going? What is the next 10 years or more? What's the next generation look like? I think of um, clubs specifically that have membership that ranges from people in their 70s to people in their 40s. And we're finding through some research that we're doing that people in their 40s that are either members now or looking to join a club, they want different things than the 65 and 70-year-old generation wanted or wants out of their club. And so the club has an opportunity to decide where are we going? What's that next 10 years look like? I think just those, they sound ethereal We call those like squishy sort of emotional conversations. Then you can think about how do we message that? What does that look like? Does our logo represent that? One of my favorite, one of my favorite things is when somebody asks, puts their logo in front of me and says, what do you think of our logo? How does this stand up? And while I could judge it on cosmetics or on design principles or on just like personal preference of whether or not I think it's unique. Usually my answer is that I don't know because I don't know what your club's about yet. I don't know what you stand for. And therefore, I'm not sure yet if this is telling the story. It's like branding gives you a a, a feeling.
0: Uh, who was I, yep. who is I listening to? I forget who it was, one of the, one of the marketing peoples. And it was, uh, basically saying how if, you know, t- the difference in, you know, just talking about marketing and branding and what branding is. And it was saying how, if the difference, if Nike or Apple, if you went to a hotel that was designed by Nike or that was designed by Apple, you would pretty
1: much know already like the feeling and what to expect. Think of the difference between Apple and Microsoft. If each of, if Apple opened a hotel and Microsoft opened a hotel, you'd probably get a sense of what sort of experience you might expect in each. I would just really hope it would just be one giant window with really good (laughs) Wi-Fi.
0: And then occasionally once a day, the entire outside of the building would go blue.
1: Yeah, exactly. Screen of depth. Exactly. Depending on the widgets that you (laughs) locked onto your personal home screen. That's so funny.
0: That's really funny. What are some mistakes you see, some easy, simple mistakes that people, organizations make with branding that they can easily kind of fix or
1: maneuver, change? The most common mistake is not doing anything. Choosing to, choosing not to decide that thinking that the status quo is going to help the where you're going question. And easy mistakes are putting our head in our sand, is putting the head in the sand and saying, we have a healthy membership, we're financially flush, so we're good to go. We don't, thinking about Brand or messaging doesn't make any sense. It's sort of like saying in a sales organization to say our staff is busy. We have plenty of work right now. So we're going to stop actively selling our services and, and promoting our services. And you're not keeping that pipeline full. I think short term thinking or focus overly focusing on a story, your history is not your story. Where you came from. And how you were founded and why you were founded and the people that founded your club, that's a very important part of your story. But I think it's a supportive part, makes it more effective than the lead. If I'm a young person with family, a spouse and some kids, and I'm shopping for places to join or to be part of, I don't necessarily care who designed your golf club or it's cool that you're a hundred year old club. But I don't understand how that tells me the story of what's going to get me engaged and excited and maybe even to start bringing along some of my friends to join the same place. What are some of your favorite books on branding? Well, that's a great
0: question. Books in general, is there anything that you're dooming lately
1: or recently that you've been enjoying? We might have touched base on this, but if there was somebody in a in an organization who was stuck on that question of who we are, who are we? How can I tell a story of the value prop of what makes us different, unique? There's a great book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller that really literally takes storytelling principles and gives you a formula to fill that in. It's basically, what's the problem that most of your audience faces? What's the solution that you as an organization provide to that audience? And then what's the Success whether that's aspirational, financial or emotional success that you provide to them, it's a great way of thinking about how to start to tell your story. So that book's a favorite of mine. I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. he's a he's in the mark he's in the marketing space. He talks a lot about brand. He has a great daily email. I think he calls it a blog, but no frills, really analog. But just a, a very nice daily reminder that that I've signed up for that I read every day that talks about it gets way deeper than just the the tactics of marketing or the tactics of branding. But just good touch points on what that means and gets to some of the, the human aspects and the psychology and the, the emotions behind all of it. Yeah, such a calming voice and like mannerisms about
0: him. He, he's got cool glasses, too. and he has that look that can pull it off though. But I don't know if he only does it because that's all I know of him. If he just all of a sudden start wearing like goofy glasses, I don't know if it would fit. But I think just because
1: of his whole character and persona, it's a good question. I think he's a Warby Parker guy. But no. speaking of branding, I think that there, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say that's where he gets all his cool glasses. I but I get
0: mine from too, but not cool enough to pull them off.
1: There you go. We're clearly in the sit wearing similar glasses. Uh, Yeah. Aesthetic. I mean, part of your brain. Part Uh, of your your brain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) People are listening right now, but they can't see. We are almost dressed the same. There you go. Branding 101. Green background, blue background, dark glasses, dark glasses, kind of cool hair.
1: Perfect. I guess. (laughs) At least it all flows. Where can people find you at, sir? LinkedIn is a great spot. I try to post some not just self-promotional things, but helpful examples of other people in the world, especially in sports and and oftentimes in golf that are doing admirable things in branding. Our website's a great spot, com. You can see some examples of different sports organizations, teams, and golf clubs that we've worked with. There's some before and after examples of what that transition transformation can look like help make it a little bit more serial on what branding can look like along with some interesting results and impacts that different organizations have experienced when they add the component of brand on top of sales and marketing and all the other efforts that they have going on
0: yeah i think it's something you also learn is that it's all these different components it's not just Oh, I'm going to have this one marketing thing. It's going to solve everything. It's no, like when you really start digging down, man, it's a pain in the butt, but it's necessary work that needs to be done that all these little pieces all come together to make the perfect. I'm really hungry. So I was thinking
1: of an ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. But if you don't start with the, if you don't start with the brand, the brand's the ice cream then. It's not the chocolate sauce necessarily or the sprinkles or all the other great toppings that you put on it. But if you jump straight to the marketing without thinking about who you are and how you message that and what that looks like, you're just potentially risking an overload of, I don't know, caramel sauce, which might, be, which might work. It might work for a minute, but it's harder for that to be sustainable and it's harder to know why it worked. It's a little bit more of a guessing game at that point. Yeah, it is
0: also, I I went to a bachelor party and we went, don't ask, the bachelor party was in August in Orlando. Now, I I do remember it was because it was like COVID, like pandemic time, so everything was all mashed up, but we we were going golfing and his buddies, it was my buddy, like his friends showed up and they played the part. I mean, they had the clothes, the clubs, the bags, and they got up to swing. And let me tell you, I roasted them badly. I was like, it takes a lot of nerve (laughs) to swing that bad, but come that prepared. Like that mismatch of just what, like what story were you telling? And what story are you telling now? Because I'm just laughing at you.
1: So they're telling the fake it till you make it story. So if I look good, I look the part. I mean, they looked great as they drove by on
0: the golf cart. I, I will say yep. the music was blasting. We were having a good time. But man, it was actually more enjoyable watching them play. Love it.
1: It's such a tribal think of the the identity that comes with people that self-identify as golfers or tennis players, runners, writers, podcast hosts, and what that persona, what's what various people think that persona should look like. It's interesting. And a lot of golf apparel brands are taking advantage of that as they should oh 100 percent. thank you so much for being
0: here appreciate it and we will talk soon look forward to it we are coming up on thanksgiving i'm thankful for all of you being here thank you for the support that you give to the channel and myself it means the world we're coming up on our 300th episode which means 300th episode giveaway giving away a bunch of cool prizes many prizes and i'm even giving away a show I do a Magic Mind Dreaming and comedy show, and I'm giving one away to one lucky club. So if you're interested in being in to the prize pool, head on over to privateclubradio.com. You'll see the present icon right up top. Click that, fill it out, and you're in. Hope you all enjoyed that episode. I know I did. If you are enjoying the content so far, a share, a rating, a subscribe, any way you can. Help share the channel and the content with others who you might find, who you think might find it valuable. You really appreciate. You can learn more about Derek. Like you said, he's over on LinkedIn, Derek Susner, or head over to Susner.com S-U-S-S-N-E-R. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about branding, have a chat with him. He's a really cool guy. I like bringing really cool people onto the show. Really fun people, nice people, enjoyable people, all the
1: people. Until next time. Catch y'all on the flippity-flip.